Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. China is the talk of Washington these days, and not just because of spy balloons flying overhead. Republicans are heavily criticizing President Joe Biden's climate agenda for having what they say is a major China-related weakness. The GOP argues the incentives Democrats passed in the Inflation Reduction Act, as well as investments stemming from the bipartisan infrastructure law, may end up helping Chinese clean tech companies. And they say Democratic policies risk transitioning away from fossil fuels too quickly toward green energy sources that China dominates. But Democrats say those criticisms are overblown, and that they are the ones acting to build up America's clean energy manufacturing base, while Republicans have not offered a comprehensive plan of their own. So today, Kelsey Tamburino and I on the GOP strategy, how Democrats are responding, and if making a full break from China during the clean energy transition is even possible. It's Tuesday, February 14th. So the strategy is based on the fact that the U.S. relies on China for a lot of the clean energy supply chain. So that's everything from the critical minerals and manufacturing of solar cells, wafers, but also parts for batteries and even the manufacturing of the electric vehicles. That's something that the U.S. is really reliant on foreign nations, specifically China, which dominates that production. What you're seeing is Republicans highlight that fact and what they're calling a rush to green agenda from the Biden administration by moving forward too quickly on the transition to clean energy, which is just, they're arguing, going to increase the dependence on China. And they're using this to highlight fossil fuels, but also to draw out the fact that China has a heavy role in the production of a lot of clean energy materials and technologies. Right. And how is the House GOP already acting on their strategy in the early going of the new Congress? And what are some examples that we've seen of targets of GOP attacks? Yeah. So in the first few weeks of the new Congress, we've seen several hearings across different committees in the House based on just looking at China broadly and that in terms of minerals and domestic manufacturing, but also from a national security and a financial services side of things as well. So this is something that we're broadly seeing come up on the Hill already. When you talk about specific examples of projects that have been questioned, the main one that we've seen, at least stretching back to last year, was a company that's a U.S.-based company with a subsidiary in China that has gotten a lot of focus from Republicans on both sides of the of Congress. Um, and they are pointing to just the fact that EC filings for this company, they note they have some outlook on China's role in their future. And so they're pointing to that. The company itself says it's a U.S. company and based in U.S. and they're not the right target for this. But we're seeing that a grant from DOE to that company being used to highlight, you know, oversight and question DOE's ability to make sure that money from the bipartisan infrastructure law isn't going directly to China. We're also seeing folks, specifically Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, say that he halted a battery facility from Ford in his state because of concerns over China. Ford announced that facility is going to go in Michigan, but we're seeing concerns over linkage to China there. And we're also seeing conservative media outlets question a separate facility going to Arizona that has links to China as well. And and I spoke to one solar energy industry official who 
just said this idea that anything that is going to be linked to China, potentially linked to China being called into question, presents a risk for the industry and, and could slow the clean energy transition. But it's just a broader concern that there isn't enough realistic conversation happening on the Hill to counter this issue where folks see is there's realistic and real concerns over China's role here. But I think the parties have differing strategies of how to approach that. Yeah, to that point, I mean, how challenging would it be to fully break from China, which has been way out in front of us in actually developing the clean energy supply chain? And we spoke to a number of experts on that question. Yeah, I mean, I think what we heard broadly is it's really hard, if not impossible, to do that, just given its linkage in a lot of a lot of these supply chains. And I've also spoke to some folks who just even raised the question from a competitiveness standpoint, is this even smart to do? You're hearing from a lot of folks that just the Inflation Reduction Act aim is to move these supply chains and these manufacturing facilities into the U.S., but that's going to take some time. And in the interim, we're going to continue to see dependence on China. And I think realistically, we're going to see dependence on China going forward for a while. And Josh, I know you also spoke to Democrats about this issue and responding to the criticism from Republicans grappling with the reality that this transition they're pushing for won't happen immediately. What are they saying? Yeah, they're pretty upfront on acknowledging that very point that this isn't going to happen tomorrow. But they say, look, we're, we're the only ones who have a comprehensive plan to actually address the issue, pointing to the Inflation Reduction Act. And it's very strong domestic manufacturing incentives that are kind of designed to create this homegrown clean energy industry that will eventually weaken, if not end, China's dominance. And as Representative Jared Huffman, Democrat of California, told me, Hey, like Republicans sat on the sidelines while we took these huge steps in the direction of being less dependent on China. So they really have no high ground, was his word whatsoever, on this. Scott Peters, Democrat of California as well, said, <laughs> but was you know openly acknowledged we we're not going to be able to hit our emissions without Chinese solar panels right now. We can't hit our targets. So we have to be wary of China. But I think that you can just wash your contact with China at this point is not possible. You know, it's kind of this balancing act and calling out what they view are weaknesses in the Republican approach, which essentially the Republicans are saying that Democrats, they acknowledge IRA is law and might make some progress. But they say that Republicans are really promoting domestic mining. They're not actually looking at the full problem. They're not looking at the entire supply chain. They're also focused on enabling fossil fuel production, which could set back efforts to compete with China in clean energy. Overall, they're saying we have a plan. It's not everything. We hope to work with Republicans on areas we can make progress on that. But let's see Republicans actually be serious about that and not just try to score political points. Also, on Monday, the Treasury Department released new guidance to clarify the funding, eligible projects, and application process for two programs under Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act for investments in underserved communities. The Treasury Department provided examples of eligible projects under the expanded Qualifying Advanced Energy Project Credit Program. That includes the manufacturing of fuel cells and components for geothermal electricity and hydropower, equipment for carbon capture, and critical minerals processing facilities. As part of this program, Treasury said it anticipates about $1.6 billion will be initially reserved for projects in coal communities. The department also released a notice outlining the program for solar and wind projects that serve low-income communities. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music at today's show is composed by Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.